Hello, and welcome to a new premiere season of the Plastics Podcast, a show where three American wankers hopelessly strive against the terminal curses of late-stage capitalism. <laughs> Start off strong. You're joined by newly minted, badge-holding, card-carrying, Champions League Oh, excuse me, a little bit of a Freudian slip there. Championship correspondent Maddie Gaylor. I watched them play today and they look didn't look half bad. I'm I'm excited. Did they win? They did. 2-0. Thank you very much. A clean sheet. Yes, sir. Also cooking in the studio. We have new and improved community shield winner, Blair Lacrosse. All my boys eating off that plate. <laughs> And myself, Jacob Burke. An off-season for the ages, folks. From Saudi leagues coming for everyone to Messi and the rest of the cast from Prime Barcelona doing one last heist in MLS to Premier League teams playing their own personal Jengas all off-season, all the while the Women's World Cup rages on. The summer held trials, tribulations, and troubadours of all kinds. In all truth, far, far too much has happened to contain everything into one digestible podcast episode. So the gang has divvied up the important bits of the transfer season so you can know what to expect before the season premiere. This Friday. Tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow at the time you get this episode. And just remember, folks, knowing is half the battle. No, I'm just looking up right now the definition of troubadour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a guy. And this is what the dictionary app on iPhone comes up with. Sure. A French medieval lyric poet composing and singing in Provençal in the 11th to 13th centuries, especially on the theme of courtly love. <laughs> yes. Is there that what you meant? Courtly when you said? love. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like courtly yeah, love. Yeah, a troubadour is a bard. Yeah, a poet who writes verse to music. Yeah. According to now, okay, I'll Jacob let. We'll be writing songs every episode. <laughs> I will. I'm just wondering what you're committing us to here. Um, okay, how about this? I'll let you guys. Can you guess who Troubadour is referring to here? Um, it's not. It, I, there's no like obvious hint, but I, I had a person in mind. A pr- like a Premier League person. A person. Just any person. Any person. I'll say a Premier League person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, do they sing a lot? Singing. Not singing so much as talking a lot. Y- you? I, I, I wish I was in the Premier League. Oh, okay. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah. One day. You know, season three, maybe by season Spoiler five. Spoiler alert, guys. None of us are employed by <laughs> Yet. the Premier League Yet. or any <laughs> organizations that are related to the Premier League. We're dreaming. Yes. This is our manifestation um, year. I can't think of a single name right now. That's Jake. okay. It wasn't really obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's Romelu Lukaku. Oh, 
Okay. Because he's courting pretty much everyone yeah. to try <gasps> That's to get a That's such move. a good callback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think of him as Premier League, but I guess he is technically he Chelsea. He is technically Chelsea, which you'll hear uh, this episode as we break into uh, some teams that we find interesting, some, te- some uh, teams that had to do a little shuffling around. We've all picked our teams. Maddie has also singled out a specialty team championship, Leicester City. Uh, but I think before we break <laughs> into all that, uh, you know, the big obvious thing, the summer has happened. Sort of. S- s- yeah. Sort of. I, yeah, sort of. The summer has sort of happened, but I, you know, just, guys, how was your summer? That's, that's I think, what we should break into the episode with. Get back into the groove here. It's a very musical summer. I've seen a lot of music live. Why summer. don't you tell me about that? Because you have been going to festivals and concerts. I think you saw yeah. Tyler Childers twice. twice. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was great. Wow. Um, yeah, he's real good, and I'm a big fan. So thank you for the great shows, Tyler Childers, and thank you to the people of Kentucky for your warm hospitality. A real troubadour. <laughs> yeah, he is a real troubadour. That's a, I wouldn't. I don't know about the French part of it, although, no, I don't know about the French part of it. But yeah, he was great, and then uh, went to concert saw Kendrick Lamar, which was still, still rattling my bones with the the bass notes. Yes. Yes. Uh, best, <laughs> what, what, what was, give, give me the best piece of live music you saw. Oh, song. it was definitely Kendrick Lamar by like a hundred miles. What's you have a song? He came home like um, vibrating with excitement. Yeah, it was insane. Um, do I have a song? He did a uh, family ties with a uh, baby Keem. Was baby Keem on stage. Yes. Wow. That was cool. We can't air any of that language on here. Yeah. So don't do it, Blair. Give it up. <laughs> Wait, we're an explicit podcast. Yeah, I'd but like there, to I mean, but they, I, we haven't been away that long. There's some stuff. That's, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, the only explicit Premier League podcast. <laughs> yeah. Premier that's League our claim. At night. <laughs> After dark. <laughs> All right. Cool. Maddie, you? Um, I have successfully almost survived an entire season of playing uh, P5 soccer without breaking anything. Mm-hmm. So we can... We can aff- it's that was me mind. knocking yeah. on wood. We have one game you're, you're, left. You're in the fifth tier of uh, U.S. soccer, which is effectively the National League here. The yep. Van Mara National League of yep. New York City. Unfortunately, we don't get paid yet. We still mm. have to get, we still have to pay. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been fun to uh, get back into playing. And Maddie's I, our talismanic striker. I did score four goals when I subbed for a team last week. She keeps stats. I do. Something to be proud of. Yeah. I am, our, I am our team's <laughs> highest scorer. So, you know, something to take home to mom. Yeah. Kind of the Romo Lukaku of the podcast. Yeah. If, 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 if I you contribute think about nothing it. else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good. That, that sounds like a pretty active summer. Concerts everywhere. Um, reviving everywhere. the athletic career. Yeah. While not injuring yourself. Jacob. How was your summer? How was your summer? It was it was pretty good, I think. I went back to Michigan, back to the motherland, mm. to into to, the healing waters of Lake Michigan, into the healing waters of Lake Michigan and Lake Superior to soul rejuvenated. Yeah, I got laid off 
Uh, <laughs> so my summer has been interesting, and I've I wasn't been, sure where you were going. I know, me too. That. I thought you were just going to say it's something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way to brag, dude. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> just going on my podcast and talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a real bragging. Uh, yeah. Bragging. Right. Yeah, I got I got laid off, dude. What's up? <laughs> I have so much free time. Well, my most of my free time has been devoted to uh, the job hunt. And uh, kind of just taking it easy. It's been good. I I don't know about you two, but I took some time just to mentally exit from the soccer sphere and exist as a human outside of it. I'd like to pretend I did, but I didn't. Um, I think I pretty well detached for a while there. But then, like Gold Cup games came around, and it was like it's like this. It's it, like, it, you know, you haven't had coffee for a while. Yeah, and you know, and you it hits really hard. Want some. Like, you have that first yeah. cup and you're like... Brrr. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. Uh, I, I think the... the I, I watched... Uh, what was the recent game with uh, Liverpool and Darmstadt, I believe? Uh, friendly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was like, wow. It's been a oh. while. Also... All my boys are w- back was together. Very, yeah, because I, I, I totally unplugged. So I came back and... Who's that? <laughs> I w- yeah, I was like, oh, we really did sign Alexis McAllister. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It yeah. Okay. It's nice to hear um, our voices again. I've missed this. <laughs> it's I, nice I, to hear our own voices. It is. I realize a lot of podcasters like to hear the sound of their own voices, and I've gotten mm. used to the sound of mine, but it is nice to hear it uh, through clear microphones. Also, I want to apologize about the audio last episode. We had some slight issues, but... I'm always it out. just busy listening to the voices in my head, Maddie. So it's nice to get some of them out here into the world. Eight or nine of them. So <laughs> schizophrenia. Do they do they have names? I've I I had. We're not going to get into yeah, that. One's named Gary Neville, oddly enough. Gary, oh, oh, he sounds so friendly. Okay, so just now, now, now to break into the soccer, a just th- there's no other way to say it, a sh- a lot of stuff happened. Uh, this summer, like a lot of stuff. Um, first of all, let's just get the big things out of the way because we're not going to go into the drama of the Saudi league coming after every single person they can. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Ross Barkley to Luton town. What do you think? I was going to get to that, man. Oh, we're, sorry. I jumped, I jumped the shark. <laughs> I was, we're talking about the Saudi league right now. Any, any reactions, any like immediate, just wow. I mean, cause Cristiano Ronaldo left in the middle of the season and then we were thought okay well that's that's that but then the summer came and they were like wait a second we have money let's just spend it all recklessly it seems like cristiano was probably sort of in on the plan when they pitched it to him like, i mean maybe he said can you bring they, my friends here i'm lonely they offered him a lot of money and then they're like yeah we're also going to do this for like 40 other guys so don't even kareem benzema it. is on like a similar contract uh-huh. i believe like yearly i mean 200 million a year 200 million euros a year is just bonkers numbers and just blows any contract that was in the sporting world just out of the water. So yeah. if anyone wants to sponsor this podcast for like, say around the tune of 200 million a year, PIF, um, get at us. We, oh, uh, that would be problematic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, okay. Messi, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba to enter Miami. They seem to be sweeping the games. Yeah. Do you think that it's good it's in good the long run. It's good no. TV. Like it's better in the long run to have Messi, but I, I don't know. It's weird because he he's like so clearly exposing the level of MLS. Yeah, Who and cares? it's kind of like 
Oh, you mean the best player in the world is exposing <laughs> yes. the level of MLS? Yes. Oh, we had that. We had that under wraps so well. Regularly pulling people's pants down. Anyone who watches MLS for longer than a half, their sad little heart-shaped boxers shorts to the world. Wasn't sure we were going with that one. You know, I just I had to reel in real quick there. Our guy DeAndre Yedlin has some teammate minutes with Leo Messi. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's fun to watch him. He's obviously just killing it. Yeah. Our roommate sent us a really funny video of a defense player from was FC Dallas. Yeah. They were interviewing him and he's like, You don't care what I have to say. You only care if I talk about Messi. So yeah, that's fine. leading him like lambs to the slaughter. Like yeah. You know, Messi's just have you, chewing uh, on defenders' <laughs> femurs. How's, all day how's, how's your phone yeah. notifications been with the athletic? Because mine, the Messi notifications have just blown up. I'm going to say, I'm going to make a general observation, Jacob. My phone notifications have been troublesome lately. Oh, oh no. Did your iPhones just suddenly start telling you everything? All of a sudden, um, all the yeah. apps started just sending everything to you. Um, hey, did you hear this? Did you hear about this? I I make it a point to turn off notifications for almost every app on Me my phone. Me too. I always decline push notifications. Oh. I wake up in the morning with like 22 of them now. And I don't know from where, what, why. From what apps? Yeah, I, I get that as well. <laughs> well but... Uh, <laughs> The New York Times, dude, they love emailing me at night what telling me about uh, the latest in... Oh, um, I don't have the New York Times app. I'm not called. Is your Bumble blowing up overnight? No, Is that what's no. happening? <laughs> Podcast got out, guys. Yeah. No, I, what I, my observation <laughs> was that I think the... It, this might be a criticism of the athletic, but I think that the journalism of the athletic has been very slowly transitioning from incredibly analytical to kind of opinionated, like not got, I think gossip comes too far, but mm -hmm. it, the, mm -hmm. the, just judging by the notifications I'm getting, it's starting to get more and more to human interest stories. It's the rather than unification of the athletic. Well, they got bought. Yeah, by yeah, the some time yeah. ago, and it's been a slow transition. But I, you know, um, you know, real ones will know Tom Warville uh, stats. Now I believe a stats scout for RB Leipzig, but mm. uh, he he was a big part of the the early days of the Athletic, and that it was pure like pure stats. <laughs> pure stats uh pictures i mean pic pictures maddie <laughs> just snapped a picture of me i just i just like how jacob wears a shirt during a podcast <laughs> it's hot in here uh yeah anyway he's not really wearing it that's the that's you can't see anyway sp sponsor us new york times uh anything else you guys notice about the offseason that doesn't include what we're about to talk about no excellent maddie's really deep in thought oh uh the mbappe saga it's still ongoing. Yeah, it's still the ongoing. Harry Kane saga. Yeah. I mean, he's not God, going, he's not going the Women's World Cup, yeah. and the hate that the United States women's team is getting from mm -hmm. every angle. I know my roommates have heard a lot about this from me. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah, I think there was a well. Yeah, it's it is it is an unfortunate way that the women's game has to be put on a lens with, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know how I feel about I this. do know how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine, we'll just break into it. Uh, we've got nine teams here, nine Premier League teams here that we have picked out three per person and we're just gonna kind of dive into what we observed uh, and just what we think about the team's transfer season thus far and then also going into the season itself. So 
uh, Maddie. Yes. Why don't you kick us off with uh, a team of your choice here? There's what? no order here. It's just going to kind There's of... There's no wrong answer? No, we're just going to oh, do a round-robin kind of thing. That's good, because I actually have four teams, so I'll start and finish us off. Excellent. I'm mm. going to choose... I also have four teams. That's true. I have three teams. I don't know how that works. How out. did that... I assigned teams, and somehow Jacob reassigned them today. Mm. Call me Puppet Master, no Machiavelli. <laughs> Sorry. I... <laughs> We're going to meet him. All right. I'm going to start with Burnley. Uh, Burnley, we know them. We love them. But we also don't know this Burnley. This Burnley, they went down. They, they, they worked on themselves. They worked on loving themselves. They worked on their self-image. They treated themselves. And they know their worth. You know, they've come back to the Premier League. A new man with a new man, uh, and a new plan, and it's a very different game style than they previously displayed in the Premier League from before. They play a crazy high possession, pass the ball, fluid, everybody's moving, their goalkeeper's part of their defensive line kind of game. They, uh, they have two players that are still on the team from when they were last in the Premier League. They have sold 18 and bought 17. I might have switched those two numbers. They might have sold 17 and bought 18. Okay. It's a big turnover, but also they looked really good in the championship last year. So it's, you know, you know, when like uh, Fulham came up last year and we were like, how is Mitrovic going to like recreate those goals in the championship? And then he did it in the Premier League and everybody's like, oh, wow, he can do it. It's kind of that feeling with Burnley. Like, can they re reproduce that high possession, high passing, high intensity game in the Premier League that they did in the championship? Um, this summer, they have acquired quite a few players, obviously. Uh, they have a lot of young talent coming in. Zeki, Z E K I. Okay. Uh, Amaduni, 22 year old from SC Basel. They have James Trafford, a goalkeeper from the youth uh, squad, Man City's youth squad, for 17.3 euros, million euros. <laughs> That'd be a fun place. <laughs> we'll give you 20 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, okay. Uh, Jordan Beyer, a 23-year-old from Borussia Mönchengladbach for 15 million euros, a center back. Dara O'Shea, 24, from West Brom, 7.8 million. Center back. Michael Obafami, 22, from Swansea, 4 million. Center forward. Luca Colio-Osho, 18-year-old from RCD Espanol, uh, and he is an American player. Ah, I don't know him. I don't think we've met. Three million euros. Sorry to this man. Unfortunately, <laughs> they did have some uh, departures, mm. and this can, can, one give me the biggest one that hurt, hurt hard yeah. because he was in my poem. It was in if your... you can bring it back to the end of um, last season, Bailey oh, Peacock Farrell. He said, peace out, Peacock. I'm going to our house, GF. In the middle of the street. Our house girlfriend. <laughs> our house uh, goalkeeper. He left on free. Yep. Bobby Thomas. A uh, 22-year-old went to Coventry for $2.3 million. Ashley Barnes, 33, went to Norwich on free. They finally got rid of Ashley Barnes. 
Well, pour one out for a legend. Yeah, he was there forever. He was. He was. He was a, he was a good player. He was a good player. Yeah. I was thinking of Ashley Young. Yes, they finally got rid of yeah. Ashley Barnes. Um, Ashley Cole. So. Mike Ashley. This this Burnley team. Okay, this is Ashley not. Ashley I need to. <laughs> I was going to say that one. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going with the Ashleys. Mary-Kate so. and Ashley. Okay, okay. <laughs> this Burnley plays a high possession game. 19 players scored on their team last year. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Pause your momentum, Eddie, but uh, who who's directing this style? Vincent Company okay. with I a K. I hadn't heard his name yet, and I Sorry. thought it was pretty important. Um, yes, that is in the part of the read that I skipped. They, uh, My sentence is, they come back to the Premier League, a new man with a new plan, a new guy at the helm. He's been there for a minute, Vincent Company. I'm going to give you two more minutes okay. to wrap this up. Thank you. 19 players scored for Burnley last year. They are super fluid on the attack. Their pass maps are thick as hell every <laughs> single line between every single player is crazy thick okay i'm not kidding according <laughs> to sofa score uh okay so so the, their midfield is like centralized on um i think his name is jordan cullen uh his last name is cullen he is the like main ball progressor for the team according to sofa score he has no outstanding weaknesses not even like that's handy yeah, yeah. His season heat map is insane. He his he is so red hot on every single part of the pitch. His attribute over overview is like an even. Um, what's the thing with um, five points? Pizza wheel. Pentagon? No. Oh, hexagram. Hex hexagram. It's a pentagon if it's five points, but I don't know what we're. Yeah. It's even all the way around. Oh, he's got a, he's got the five tool kits. Yeah, when you uh, when you try to analyze baseball players, he has ninety five per, uh, percent. He's in the ninety fifth percentile for passes attempted. No shock for the way that Burnley are playing, and he's in eighty fifth percentile for completed and seventy five percent for progressive passes. And what hmm. position does he play? Mid, like a uh, center mid. Okay. Um, and also their goalie is acting as a back three sometimes he steps into the back line yeah really he is very active um so burnley kind of excited to see what vincent company does with them coming up into the premier league and i believe that's my time jacob pointing to the clock yes okay Uh, you you wrap that up admirably thank you maddie thank you jacob blair we will transition to you all right and i just get to pick whoever i want yeah yeah this is free from this is jazz okay that's cool (laughs) <laughs> um, well, let's start with probably the most interesting team on my list, Sheffield United. Um, I say that, and you might think I'm joking, but I'm not. They are very interesting. If you remember them the last time they were in the Premier League in the COVID season, 2020-2021, yeah, it was got their promotion sunk. season. That was a promotion season. Then they got sunk after that, I believe, if my memory serves. They, were, they, they skyrocketed up the table. I believe before the COVID break, they were four points outside of the top four. Um, they were in seventh place, I believe, before they had to halt games for the pandemic. So they were in a pretty good spot, and then I think subsequently faltered a bit after um, things were a bit weird. So, yeah, they've had a a history of making waves in the Premier League. Um, I would say that the sort of old heads from that previous promotion campaign um, are gone now. Chris Wilder, their former manager, is 
another former manager, uh, they've got this guy, Paul Hackingbottom, in place. And man, what yeah. a last name that's that is. That's a heck of a last name. Yeah, it's, that's pretty cool. So How many puns are we going to make off of his name for our titles? Well, knowing us, we're gonna make hay. It's, it's going yeah. to be... Scraping the hacking, hacking bottom, bottom of the tier. barrel. <laughs> Excellent. We're off to a great start. Um, so you'll remember, I think, from their previous campaign, they had some really unique attacking formations. They would like overload one side of the pitch with a ton of guys and then have one guy on the ball on the opposite side and he'd just like swing it into the box and they'd just attack with like all their might. Um, they did some weird, interesting things. Sheffield kind of, in my experience with them, have a history of doing this and they haven't stopped under Hecking Bottom. So uh, they run this three-five-two formation. They will sit in a mid or low block most of the time. Um, they do press if you try to play out from the back, especially if they don't respect you. And Sheffield is a club who uh, I think are mostly built on respect. So um, watch out for that. But they typically deploy wing backs. Um, they'll uh, shift into a four-four-two in defensive position if um, if they want to press, <clears throat> and they'll and they'll man mark pretty close. So. Um, <clears throat> they like to get up into you, and uh, that can be both to uh, disrupt you, but that can also be a bit problematic for them because it leaves some space uh, in behind if they're a bit too uh, audacious with their marking. So watch out for that there. One thing, though, that you really need to look out for is um, how they uh, let their center backs overlap into the attack. Overlapping center backs? They have an overlapping center back, yes. What? what? Yes, they have this Bosnian guy. His name's Anel Ahmed Hodzic, um, and he will quite literally join in the attack. It's crazy. Like I, I was watching some tape from him uh, in, in uh, last season, and there's this match um, where he had like a goal and assist. He is fascinating to watch because you see him come from so deep, he'll uh, maybe do a little one-two pass, and he just keeps going. And you're like, that's a center back. Where are you going? Uh, yes, the uh, running to the great call that the Joel Matip approach. Yeah, it, he really does do the Matip, but it's by design and not out of bravery uh, or, or boredom <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Um, so watch <laughs> out just... for him. Also, might be a sneaky pr- uh, FPL choice because mm. the guy likes to he he's good on uh, uh, corners. Um, he, do you have him on your team? Here. I'm, I'm I think I have to after bigging him up. Big What's up, his last like name? This. Uh, it's a nightmare. It's um, <laughs> Ahmed Hodzic. Now, that's a French name. It, Ahmed Hodzic. I mean, Italian last name, right? Definitely not. It's, it's bo- a it's nightmare. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> All right. Enough. Enough out of you. Now. Um, I'll meet him. So that's definitely something to watch out for. They, they'll do this 5-3-2. Um, they'll shift into a, a, a 3-2-5 when they attack. Um, something, though, uh, there's some trouble. There's some trouble brewing at Sheffield. They've lost two key figures from the promotion side. Sander Berga, um, who is a 25-year-old DM, played 3,100 minutes for them, had 37 appearances last season. Um, he got sold to none other than Burnley uh, this year. And then um, Iliman Ndiaye, um, he was their center forward. Um, and he was a big outlet for them. He did a lot of ball carrying, ball progression. Uh, I think he had 11 goals and six assists in the championship last season for them, but also is a very tenacious presser and uh, quite good at regaining the ball in the final in the um, attacking third. They're both gone. Uh, NDIA went to Marseille and Berga left for Burnley, like I said. So on top of that, they lost James McAtee and Tommy Doyle, who are both academy prospects from Man City and played um, key roles for them in their 
uh, promotion push last year. So some difficult names that they've lost out on. Um, Hecking Bottom, I was reading, was not very happy about these uh, transfers because they were both players were in his plans for the season. So they will need to go back to the drawing board. They brought in a DM, Vinny Souza. He's a 24-year-old DM from uh, like from a Belgian league that I hadn't heard of. Um, sorry. He came in for 12 million euros. He's a big dude, big rangy guy. I think he's like six foot three. Likes to stick his leg in for a tackle, like a ball off of a, of a attacker. They brought uh, Austin Trusty from Arsenal, the American center back uh, for six million back. euros. Yeah, Trusty the process. Um, pretty good <laughs> on the ball. He had a nice loan at Birmingham last season. I'd be interested to see him from more of an American perspective than an Arsenal one, uh, personally. And then this guy, uh, Benny Traore, who is a 20-year-old center forward from the Swedish league. Um, a lot of his tape, he is playing in a turf field that is surrounded by snowbanks. So very interesting. Um, but he kind of seems like he fits into the mold description uh, that NDIA uh, had of being a bit of a ball carrier, uh, a bit of a creative player. So watch out for that. I think they will struggle, but Sheffield could be very interesting and fun to watch this season. So um, I am happy to, uh, I'm looking forward to watching them this season. That's my time. That's interesting. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, I think this five three two system is going to be pretty popular, uh, at least in my opinion, with uh, you know promoted teams, because Luton Town <laughs> also employ a five three two. You don't say in defense. Now, <clears throat> I think it should be important to talk about Luton Town. Because while Sheffield United is interesting, I think Luton Town has something that is not brought by any club thus far in the history of the Premier League. Uh, town. Let me okay. let me talk to you about a humble, Jeez. humble soccer team uh-huh. that idealizes, that brings to the forefront, that displays what it means to be an English soccer team. Luton Town were relegated from the Premier League, or should I say, the first division in 1992. The season before it became the Premier League and before the big TV contracts got their grubby little hands on all the revenue that all these teams are seeing now. They were then relegated a subsequent time and promoted several subsequent times in a bit of a yo-yo conundrum that lasted for about a decade and a half. Can you say subsequent for me, please? Subsequent? Thank you. What did I say? Just please continue. <laughs> did I say multiple times? <laughs> you might have. <laughs> well, subsequently, after I said that, Luton Town bring a unique aspect to the Premier League. They have never been to the Premier League. Much like Brentford, when we talked about them, about uh, two years ago in that regard. However, Luton Town are the only team so far in the history of the Premier League to be a team that has come from the National League, promoted to League Two, promoted to League One, promoted to the Championship, and promoted one last time to the Premier League. They have the smallest stadium in the history of the Premier League at only around 10,000 occupants. I saw that they had to get a special uh, they, uh, 
Yeah. They have had to implement a roughly 10 million pound renovation this summer just to meet the standards oh. of the Premier League. But they don't have under pitch heating, I think, which they had to get. They had to of. they had to totally revamp how their floodlights work and how their press box is. Huh. Just to make sure that they can have and host Premier League teams and broadcasters. is not a, a not a small sum of money for Luton Town. Luton That's Towns crazy. before this season, their largest transfer was a million pounds. Oh. <sighs> Oh, they have since uh, come into some money and uh, not only that, but they boast something that no other team has a player that has been with them since 2013 in the National League. I'm talking about none other than the boy Peli Rudak Mpanzu. He is 29 years old. He was with the team at nine at 19 and he has seen them through promotions successfully all the way to here. Their manager is Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards came into the team in November. Uh, you might remember this manager. He succeeded one Nathan Jones, a.k.a. Southampton's oh uh, disaster class of a performance this last season. The guy who like refused to admit that he was wrong about anything. Yeah. Nathan yes. Jones. He came in, he was like, I'm <laughs> yes. going to win everything and lost everything. No, I love that. That was cool. <laughs> um, some names I think people will recognize that uh, pay attention to uh, Premier League teams. There's Marvelous Nakamba mm-hmm. plays for Luton Town. Oh, shit. He was on loan with them last season. Is that correct? Um, yes. He No, he wasn't. Uh, he was, I mean, you are right. Yes. He, he, he was, and he came back to Estonville, but then they sold him to Luton town. So I think it was an obligation to buy, I assume. Yeah. Uh, there is also one name you uh, both might recognize is Tahith Chong. He is a Manchester city Academy prospect, had 16 appearances with the senior team before being loaned out to Birmingham city for a couple times, but he has since been bought by Luton town. Uh, Luton Town's style of play is what you'd expect from a team that is in this situation. They are a 5-3-2 in defense and a 3-5-2 when they have the ball. However, they are what I believe you could say Burnley was. They play long balls. They huff it. They 16 of their 57 league goals last uh, season were uh, from set pieces. That's an insane amount. Wait, say that number again? 16 of their 57 league goals last season were from set pieces. Wow, they got promoted off of fifty-seven goals. Yes. Wow. They took it. They uh, Edwards took them into the playoffs yeah. at third place. They uh-huh. well, in the championship they maintained around forty-five percent of the ball. In the Premier League, this is obviously going to drop. Yes. Um, and the idea of Edwards' play style is press until they until your opposition cannot hold the ball so this will be a do or die pressing situation they will live by a rigorous set of aggressive defenses and die by it Mm. yes without the uh pomp and circumstance of marcel bielsa you are correct um in terms of transfers and money spent i had another team up because i didn't think we would just break right into the promoted teams so give me one moment to bring this up they're the most important teams. That's true. Okay. They have, uh, in total, spent about 20 million euros. An insane figure for a team like this. Uh, and so I expect Luton Town to... Uh, I don't expect them to do well, obviously. A team like this is faced against merciless odds 
in the Premier League, uh, I think they'll get relegated. But I want to hope against hope that they stay up because the 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 stadium itself is literally nestled into the neighborhood of the city, such that some residents can literally watch the games from their back porches. Yeah, that's really cool. That's cute. So uh, I would like to advertise Luton Town as what it means to be an English soccer club and the idea of yeah. being promoted from relative obscurity to the forefront of the Premier League, and I think that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. It is a super cool story for sure. They are the Hatters, but this season they're the Mad Hatters because oh. it's mad that they're in the Premier League. Nice. nice. All right, uh, Maddie, here we go. All right. I've got Tottenham. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Tottenham have acquired some players. Um, I don't have a write-up on them because we all know them. You know, we know how they play. But this season, I have uh, summarized three players that they have acquired this summer. Um, for an overview, they have spent 193 million euros and they have taken in 11.6 million euros as to date. James Madison, 46 million euros from Leicester City. Leicester City? Leicester City. Huh. In most ways... Wait, you like Leicester City. <laughs> this move fits him. After deleting his Tottenham Sucks tweets, he is fitting into the squad <laughs> well awesome. with two assists to Harry Kane in one of their preseason matches. He kept saying Gareth Bale looked like a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so he's deleted all of those and he is fitting into the squad. Um, he has begged Kane to stay because he wants to play with him, um, which is fun to say. And he's kind of feeling into like Richarlison's role better than Richarlison ever did. James Madison is. Yeah. Interesting. Like, what do you mean by that? Cause they're two separate profiles. Yeah. But Richarlison just keeps floundering all of his opportunities. Okay. Maddie, is this an opportunity to trash Richarlison? <laughs> no, uh, okay. no, I'm just saying what I've read. Um, <laughs> second person, we saw him last year actually on loan and Tottenham said, we want you, uh, Dejan Kuliszewski, Right winger on loan last year, pivotal part of their squad. It's now official. He said yes, and the marriage was arranged with Juventus. Um, probably a pivotal part of their squad this year again. Tottenham asked for a center back, and they received a center back. Mickey Van de Ven comes in from oh. Wolfsburg uh, as of today for 40 million euros in a six-year deal. A Netherlands U21 player and a starter for Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Who oh boy. Six years. Compared to other center backs, he ranks high on the progression, but not as high on the interceptions, clearances, and aerial uh, aerials one. Um, all things center backs might be good to have in their uh, wheelhouse. His style has been compared to a Virgil van Dyke style of play. Uh, he has some incredible speed to get back both Dutch? and his, I'm, I'm just saying, I know, I'm sorry. What the people are saying joke. Joke. and his forward vans. progression is something that has pointed out, uh, for many of the reasons that they bought him. Um, I think Mickey van de Ven and James Madison, Kulishevsky has already been there, but I think both of these players are, I have more confidence in them, them coming into this team now than Richarlison coming into this team. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, what do you, um, 
what 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 are your thoughts on the cuz cuz I think since we're here we have to touch on it the Harry Kane saga. I don't think he's going to go any I don't think he can go anywhere. Yeah, I think he pretty much said he won't leave uh after this the league starts, which TikTok on that. It doesn't seem like he's going to go anywhere. Um it did seem like it was, but now it doesn't. It always it always yeah. seems like it's going to go somewhere I mean, and then I, Bayern usually don't mess around when it comes to like a player they want, so I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, and they they seem to offer some serious cash for it. I think they they were hundred million euros. Yeah, and I think they're reporting for a twenty nine year old reportedly going to offer up to a hundred and ten in, in a final offer or something. But that's all uh, Fabrizio Romano uh, speculation, I think, at this point. So who knows? But I don't know. It feels like this cat and mouse game with with Kane leaving every summer now, where it just feels like he's not going to. I think he's too conscious of legacy and also the all-time goal-scoring record in the Premier League um, that he can easily I mean, reach. So, Yeah, I think, if anything, I think a lot of people have been saying Manchester City next season. On a free? Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh, Maddie, yep. I, I noticed that um, I haven't heard this new manager's name for Tottenham. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I can't pronounce it. All right. Oh, I see. I thought, okay. Oh, yeah, no, feel free, because that, 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 that's a hell of a last pos- name. Postanoglu. 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 Yep. Ange Postanoglu. I think it's Postacoglu. Postacoglu. Postman. Post USPS. Anyway. Post up. He was born two days before me. Nice. Do you know anything about his tactical arrangement? I told you I didn't. Okay, I'm just curious. I, I didn't go into tactics for the other teams that weren't the prom, the promoted teams. Yeah. My understanding of him is that he's very much into his team's fitness and they press. Reports from the Barcelona friendly was that Tottenham look good. Yeah. and like, look good? They look good. Oh, wow. And they will play more modern football. They'll, they'll play with their, like Mickey Van Den Ven, it seems like a very uh, conscious choice to play with a more... Oliver um, Skip scored a brace. Curious. Um, yeah, but like a more modern ball-playing style, progression style of center back, which they've not had. They've not had a profile like James Madison in quite some time in their team. Yeah. So I, a true a true like attacking midfielder yeah. is something that they haven't had in like five seasons. It's just been like Harry Kane, pass yeah. it to yourself. It's, yeah, or Harry Sun. Kane, drop back and yeah. hoof it to someone else. Yeah. yeah. And Will Sun do something this season? His son's an incredible player, and yeah. like to to I think obviously he's going to be better than what he was last season. I think I feel like last season was just a weird season for a lot of people. Last like two or three seasons for Tottenham have not been ideal between two older, modeled managers. Yeah, I think and Ryan I, Mason. What I wonder about Tottenham is they've got a lot of wing backs, but they're going to play a back four, and I'm going to be curious to see how they adapt to that. Yeah, well, uh, the thing about wingbacks is that they usually work well as midfielders too. So, um, hopefully, I think. Well, hopefully, relatively, uh, Tottenham does better. I think they took was it seventh place this year? No, they're not in Europe. I think they finished eighth. Eighth. Okay. Yeah, because they took Brentford's spot. Okay. Um, I this this is interesting, Maddie. Do you think they were they? Do you think they finished higher than eighth? Um, I have them in, oh, I'm in the wrong doc. 
Um, I have them placed in ninth. Okay. Fair enough. Right behind a Blair. Brentford eighth. Who do you yeah, who, 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 who's on next on the list? Uh next on the list, I'm thinking of a number between one and two. Two. Manchester United. Bingo. <laughs> You won't guess who number one was. <laughs> It'll shock you. I've got written down here. This is crazy. It's right here. Ten, Ten Hogs March to Glory continues apace. Hmm. Headlines everywhere. Ten Hog round two. <laughs> yes. Yes. 20 Hog. Um, <laughs> so uh, Manchester United have made some, I'd say, splash signings this summer. You may have heard of a couple of them. Mason Mount. Ever heard of him? Uh, yes, I was very sad he went to Man U. Yeah, Liverpool was pretty strongly linked. That would have been interesting. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense for both clubs. Um, 64 million euros on that transfer. I think the Casemiro, Bruno, Mount midfield trio, which uh, seems to be what they're going with in their uh, preseason friendlies, is going to be very interesting to watch. Um, I think the Mason Mount discourse has been done quite a bit. I think his profile by now is pretty well known, but if you don't know, he is notable for what he does off the ball as much as what he does on it. And I think that is going to be what he shows most for this United squad. I think if he's able to um, shore up their structure, but he'll, he and Casemiro will be able to tandem to free up Bruno Fernandez, who, if he's allowed to be a, uh, more free attacking sort of tennis style eight or something. Um, I think he could be doing a lot of damage this season. So that'd be interesting to watch out for. Um, Andre Onana, 27 year old goalkeeper from inter 52 million euro transfer. You might remember him from the champions league final where he played admirably. I think he probably kept inter in the match um, for large parts of it. He is the um, modern goalkeeper he is the antithesis of david de haya um de haya won't come off his line can't pass very well out from the back andre onana will do uh just the opposite he will come off his line if he needs to he will join up in the midfield um that guy is not afraid of getting chipped it's happened to him once already in preseason but um he shrugged it off He's like, I know what I'm doing, and he's confident and backs himself. I think he's a ton of fun to watch from a keeper perspective. I don't think there are a lot of keepers out there that I think of as fun to watch, but I think Onana is fun to watch. He <laughs> uh, plays the position. Stressful a, comes to mind. I, I, yeah, I think he's exciting. I think he's exciting, and it, it'll be fun to watch him this year. I think he is a huge upgrade, though, for United. That's a big a big deal. What um, is, it's interesting. Is it David De Gea or David De Gea? Mm, it's probably David De Gea. Okay. <laughs> Rasmus Hoyland. No, not that Erling Holland. Uh, 20-year-old center forward from Atlanta for 75 million euros. That was a big one. I I saw that fee keep going up and up and up, and I was kind of like, hmm, that seems like a lot. Um, his best goal return, uh, goals and assist tally for Atlanta was 11 last season. Um, I think United have definitely uh, bought this guy based off more of their scouting than on his uh, actual, I guess, career return so far. But he profiles quite well. He's a 6'3 forward, um, center forward, who has international experience with the Danes. Maddie? Hmm? Hmm? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Um, he can run like the wind. He's got some uh, nice close uh, te- technical ability. Um, I think he can, you know, play in close quarters. His close up match. But he's stocky. He's a stocky guy. Like he's got. He's kind of built like you, like a, a football player, like American football player, sort of. Um, kind of like a dam. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and he, I think, holds up the ball pretty well. He can ride a challenge pretty well. His lower body seems very powerful. Very powerful. Um, and Don't I think look at me when you he, say he, that. He, he, he uses it to his advantage. So I'm also curious to watch him play. Um, I think he loves this sort of uh, clipped shot from a, a close angle uh, when he's you know running uh, one-on-one with the defender uh, hitting at the back post. One thing, though, about him is that he's currently got this back injury that seems to be sidelining him for an indeterminate amount of time. So I'm not exactly sure when we'll get to see him, um, but it should be fun to watch him once he is back and healthy. Not too many notable departures from United this year. Uh, Anthony Longo went to Forest for 17 million euros. He played 400 minutes last year. I think he's pretty much been pushed out by Alejandro Garnacho, um, who has definitely solidified his place as at least the number two in the uh, left wing for United. And then obviously David DeHaia left the club. I would argue that's an incredibly notable departure. Uh, Anthony Longa? David De Gea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I guess it was more notable for it's sort of like the weird way it played out in yeah. public eye. Well, he, he was the last player on that squad that had actually won the Premier League. That's true. That's true. Um, can't, you he can't, still hasn't signed with anybody, has he? I don't think so. I think there was interest from Bayern. But Current rumor is Bayern. Yeah. So how they play, I think I I think they've sort of adopted the style of, of countering and unleashing Marcus Rashford and all of his qualities in the counter. Um, and from what I've seen from them in preseason, they are certainly leaning into that a bit. Um, I tuned in for their preseason match. Who are they playing? I don't recall. Uh, Dortmund, I believe. And I swear within the span of about five minutes, they had, uh, Lissandra Martinez had pinged five balls into the back line, the le- their left wing uh, to Marcus Rashford to run onto. Um, it very much seems like it's going to be part of their identity. And it definitely worked for them last year. So uh, expect that to continue. Um, I do wonder though that with this addition of Mason Mount, how they will be able to deploy their midfield to um, break down teams as opposed to just going over the top of them. I think they'll do a better job of that. And I think, like I said, that um, Bruno Fernandez is probably in for a big year um, in the attacking third. It From the friendly I watched, it looked like Ten Hag was still shoving him top right. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Still maintain. I thought that was a like a, first aid patch for the season last year, but it looks like he's yeah. still got that in mind. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah the back four, it looks like it's going to be um, it's going to be uh, Varane and, and Martinez and then um, they're probably going to run with Luke Shaw in either Wambasaka or Dallow on the right. Notable departures, Alex Tellez. Yeah. Yeah, he went on loan, I think, and then just ended uh, his, his contract ran out, I believe. He went to Saudi Arabia. Ah, right. Yes, that's what happened. Yep. That's Man United. Fun fact about Man United, uh, or David De Gea, uh, his wife was on Eurovision in 2015. Really? Yeah. She was five years For older what? than him. She was a singer. Oh, older For than Spain. Him. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. Um, I was going to ask a question here. Let's hear it. Uh, Man United improvement oh, shit, they were this season? This year. Uh, what, they finished uh, Top four. fourth last yes. year? It was City, Arsenal, Newcastle, United? City, Arsenal, United, Newcastle, I United, think. United, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do they improve? No, I think they finished third. 
Okay. Do you think they get more points? Oh, um, I would have to look at what they finished on last year. It was like 70. I think most people are thinking with Ten Hag having a season for his guys and taking on whatever his playing philosophy is to the next level that whatever result they got last season has to be improved upon. Has to be interesting. Um, they finished on 75 points last year. Uh, I think that there was a incredibly hot Marcus Rashford run in there. I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to finish on higher than 75. Okay. I don't see improvement, but I do like in, in points return, I'll say, but I do see improvement in the squad for sure. All right. Which is something I'll probably say a lot, (laughs) honestly. Well, in, in a perfect world, right? I, I, I find the predictions for the top of the table very difficult this year. Um, just another conversation, but yeah, that's my menu spiel. Okay, uh, we'll move on to one Chelsea, a another uh, good old London club we've got here, and uh, the theme this season was cleaning house. Because boy, we have got some names that left. I'm just gonna read you just a laundry list of people. Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, Mateo Kovacic, Kalidou Koulibaly, Christian Pulisic, Edward Mendy, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, N'Golo Kante, Cesar Aspilicueta, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Joao Felix, Dennis Zakaria, not Romelu Lukaku. How many of those players do they get fees for? They got... So, according to Transfermarkt, as it stands right now... Chelsea are on a net positive. Yeah, I was going to say. 253 million euros for the lot, and they have spent 207 million thus far. Uh, They have brought in Christopher Nkunku. We know him. We love him. Leipzig's very own. Uh, I wanted him. Now, Lester? Yeah. Oh. He was on loan with us. What? Christopher Nkunku? I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong? You mean Adam Lickman? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I take it all back. So what? Like, what are you Where talking about? Where was I? <laughs> okay, I uh, yeah, for for a for a fee, I think a deserved fee of sixty million euros. Uh, he's uh, he I actually was, thought that was kind of low. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too. But I think like to say that like sixty million is too much is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, so Christopher Nkunku now injured for several months. Uh, a heartbreak I'm for Chelsea. Big disappointed by that. I was yeah. really excited to see him play. Uh, we've got a center back Axel De Sassi from Monaco. Monaco continuing the cash train. Forty five million euros. A one impressive Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal. Thirty seven million euros. Um, and uh, I think most notably next is Robert Sanchez from Brighton, the goalkeeper. Uh, we, we've brought in some talent there for Chelsea, and right now they are sitting at a net positive for the transfer window, which, uh, you know what, hats off, because I think, uh, me included, a lot of people were making fun of Chelsea in the winter transfer window last season, and we're looking at what they've brought in right now, most including uh, we've brought Levi Colwell, to the senior team and Lewis Hall to the senior team. Still looking at uh, Callum Hudson Adoy, Romelu Lukaku, Ethan Ampadu uh, coming back from their loan spells. So we've got uh, a house here. And obviously, uh, most notably in the season, one Mauricio Pochettino coming in to manage the team. 
pop the vibe shit. has immediately changed now from depressing and uh, victimizing Chelsea to one of, I think, quiet positivity. Uh, Mauricio Pacino has taken some press conferences recently and uh, several times has repeated on the good vibes for the team. Uh, now they're maintaining uh, his 4-2-3-1 formation. Notable changes here. We've got Tiago Silva still ever present, but coming in, I think the expected pairing here will be Levi Colwell, uh, the 20-year-old youngster. So one who, a uh, person who's almost twice his age, he'll be partnering with, which is insane to me. Uh, and then obviously for the fullbacks, we've got Ben Chilwell and Reese James. Uh, Reese James named captain, I think, as of today. Uh, according to reports. Um, we've got uh, two goalkeepers, uh, Kappa, Aretha Balaga, and Robert Sanchez. Now, uh, I am a, of the opinion that I don't think Kepa is as bad as a lot of people make him out to be. He's a great shot stopper. He just has trouble with, um, I think, directing his back line. Also, he's been the best ball player that I think Mauricio Pochettino has had the pleasure of coaching. So that's going to be a different vibe from this Pochettino team. We move up the line, and we're at the midfield. Enzo Fernandez, obvious starter for the team uh, as far as preseason judging goes. He's going to have a plus one of whoever, whether that be Connor Gallagher or someone else. Uh, it will remain to be seen. And then we move to this front four that we're looking at now we've got a kind of a similar profiled players in uh, Nani Madaweke and uh, Mikhailo Mudrik two speedsters brought in and then Christopher Nkunku who I think was kind of nailing himself on to be a starter right up until the injury so in that sense I think Madu I mean excuse me Mudrik has kind of a lifeline he hasn't impressed me, I should say, thus far this preseason. And obviously, uh, there's Raheem Sterling. I, that needs no introduction. But what does need an introduction is the recent transfer, Nicholas Jackson from Villarreal. He, uh, last season, was on 16 goals and assists for the team. And as far as reports go, he has looked very good for Chelsea. I've watched some YouTube highlights of his, and he does hold up play incredibly well. He links up in ways that I think Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang just simply didn't offer the team, uh, nor does Romelu Lukaku. So I think what we'll be looking at here is someone who can drop back and offer some assistance to some wide runners going forward for uh, Mauricio Pacino. Uh, obviously, that you know the season's long, so I don't think he'll be there f uh, the entire season. If I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with Lukaku if he stays or if he goes to uh, Juve. I think is the recent the, the recent sentiment. Uh, so he could fight for a place technically. Uh, and um, Carney Chukwameka, the I believe that was Aston Villa's transfer last season for twenty million at the very beginning. He didn't get much playing time, but he's been playing consistently in the preseason. So we might see him as an attacking midfielder here. Uh, and lastly, what we've got here is Ben Chilwell linking up on the left. What Mauricio Pochettino has been mostly defining his team as is offensively a back three with James Silva and Colwell. Chilwell moving up into the midfield or making marauding runs on the left flank up and down. So I think we'll expect that as a play style. 
overall, Chelsea looking good. I do expect them to do much, much, much better. I mean, you can't do much worse if you're Chelsea, but I, I, I expect them to actually finish top four this season. Oh. Whoa. That's all. All right, moving on. I've got two left. Do you want me to wrap these two into a quick fiver? Uh, give me the one, and then we can do Lester's a bonus feature. All right, we've got Newcastle. Uh, two new players for Newcastle that I'm going to highlight. Sandro Tonali. He is 23 years old, sold from AC Milan, won the Serie A title last year, 64 million euros, a defensive midfielder. Uh, from initial uh, looks, he is quiet and shy and serious. Um, he's a quiet performer on and off the field. From the sound of it, from his teammates, he seems pretty serious. Um, not really... Warming up yet, but we'll see. Newcastle got him for a reason. He's young. Uh, Eddie Howe can mold him. And he is said to be a extremely hard worker. He will give everything for every game. Um, the other player highlighting here is one Harvey Barnes. 25 years old. Take a moment. <sighs> Pour one out. Okay, long enough. Harvey Barnes, 25 years old. From Leicester City. Wait, you like Leicester City? Oh my God. <laughs> 44 million Foxy. euros. A left winger. Barnes is taking over for the departed, not dead, just transferred St. Maximin, whose style was more flourishes and flair. Harvey is more of a straightforward. Saudi Arabia? Did he Saudi Arabia? Yes, he did. Yeah. Harvey is more of a straightforward man. Give and goes one, two, pass, straight to the point. Looking for the ne- not pa- ne- <laughs> Looking for the next pass, not dwelling on the one he just sent. He's also very young, and Eddie Howe can mold him into whatever he sees fit. Alan St. Maximin left for <sighs> 27.2 million euros. Streets won't forget Alan St. Maximin. Yeah. What a player. What a unusual profile. The there really was an opportunity there for him to go to Everton too, and for you to fulfill the prophecy. Yeah, it's too bad. Continue, Maddie. Um. Yeah, I mean that was that was about it. The, those are the big big highlights for Newcastle. Obviously, they're quiet performers. They're gonna uh, spend money safely and securely, like Western Mutual Bank. What? what? That's all right. What I love can Brown. Do for you. Wait, do you uh, top four. Um, I yes, I have them in my top four. Interesting. Why? I have them finishing first. Newcastle. <laughs> I love you. You're awesome. That <laughs> Jatem. That that is definitely <laughs> the hottest take thus far this episode. That's sick. I love um, yeah, um, first. Do you want to hear my table prediction right now? No, I'm not doing table. We're, we're moving. The window's closed. Yeah. Well, we, I guess we'll do okay. that later. Um, Newcastle okay. done. Done. Uh, okay, let's move on to the, the, the personals then. Uh, oh, no. No. Pick a number between zero and one. Uh, zero. Uh, Wrong uh, number. Uh, one. <laughs> All right. Manchester City was one. They were assigned to one. Um, Manchester City. Uh, ever heard of them? They won the treble last year. So uh, I mean, sorry. Um, yeah, very good team. Continues to get very gooder. Uh, I guess I should say they've added one Yasko Gvardiol, a 21 year old center back from RB Leipzig for 90 million euros. That deal finally got over the line. It was a real, will they, won't they situation. <laughs> um, 
And I think that's a hell of a deal for Leipzig, but I think that's also a hell of a deal for Manchester City, who now complete their annual transfer of over 80 million euros. Um, I mean, what really is there to say about him? He is an absolute beast. I don't know if you remember watching him in the World Cup, but like this guy looked like the real deal for Croatia. Um, he can uh, attack crosses in the box. I think he's 6'1". Um, just a, a young 21-year-old center back. I think maybe a little brash at times, but everything you want in a ball-playing center back and more. Um, I think he's going to fit perfectly into this weird center backs only system that Pep Guardiola seems to be building on top of Erling Holland. Um, primarily plays on the left side. Um, so we'll see exactly how he slots in. If he just kind of puts an end to the Akanji experience or the Nathan Ake experience um, TBD on that. Cause we haven't seen him play yet. And me trying to predict what Pep Guardiola is going to do with a player is folly. Um, so, yeah, one to watch out for, I guess. Another guy you may have heard of, Mateo Kovacic, coming in from Chelsea for 29, 29 million euros. I think he basically slots in to fill the hole that one Ilkay Gundogan left behind. Now, that is not to say that that is an easy job to do, because Ilkay Gundogan was um, very important to Manchester City, to put it um, in incredible. such terms. Yeah. An incredible player. Um they profile uh, similarly, but they're not the same. Um, so they will go about their jobs differently if Pep decides to deploy them um, in the same manner. Um, so that's something else to watch out for here. Kovacic is good with the ball at his feet. Uh, he can drive with the ball. Uh, he actually had a really nice run into the box um, against Arsenal in the Community Shield. That was very impressive. Um but he is not quite, he's not only really one for end product. He doesn't have, I think he's got like four goals and 13 assists in his entire five years at Chelsea. So um, definitely lacking a bit in that regard uh, compared to Gundogan, who was becoming more and more reliable as an attacker um, for City. I think playing for City definitely helps though. So he'll probably just, he'll probably just like have his best goal scoring output of his entire isn't career he, this kinda, year isn't he kind of pass before the pass guy yeah i mean yeah so yeah one to watch there for sure but that's i expect him to play there uh the last one i added here as an addition i guess it's not really an addition but Xiao Cancelo is back and i have no idea what's happening there i haven't seen any like any rumors that seem at all concrete that he's going anywhere um he apparently is playing in the preseason um for city I, I don't know. He's back on loan um, from Bayern, which didn't go very well. So, yeah, I don't know. Does he get back into Pep's good graces? Another storyline to watch. This is a club that is all storylines um, with very few answers, I suppose. Um, like I said, Ilkay Gundogan is on the way out. He went to Barcelona for free. And, yeah, I just don't want to underrate how important he was, how big of a loss this is for City. I feel like this is going to be something that takes them a little bit of time to adjust to. Um, another one not to be underrated is Riyad Mahrez, who left for Al-Akhli um, for 35 million euros in the Saudi league. Um, Riyad Mahrez, a guy who just seemed to be able to come on and score a goal whenever it was needed. Um, really one of the best right wingers of in the Premier League over the last half decade or so. Um, now departs. So, yeah, a couple of big names that have been on the Pep Guardiola train for quite a long time now departing. It's kind of a changing of the guard over at City right now. Um, but I, despite that, I think they'll continue a pace with their weird three, two, two, three thing. Um, 
I think, you know, it's going to be another city season. I don't expect them to go anywhere. I think they'll probably win the league. That's my city spiel. I, I'll ask you, I, I, I can, <laughs> I can come up with a couple questions, but I'll ask you one. And that regards, <laughs> I okay, got one question. I got man. one question. Where do you, okay, good one. Uh-huh. Kind of a, not kind of a huge loss for Man City. Yeah. And I mean, you know, this was a season that they shedded a lot of old guards, uh, almost Kyle Walker, almost Bernardo Silva. Um, I, I, I just don't know if translating Mateo Kovacic to, from Ilkay Gundogan is going to um, unlock the same things there. Mm-hmm. You think they still get first place? I think I have maybe the most questions I've ever had about a city team in this upcoming season, but I think I just have no choice but to continue to back them to win the league, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's interesting because, obviously, I th- I mean, Mateo Kovacic is a very good player, but yes. Gunnar's tool bag is just so versatile. Yes. It is. It is. Gundawan was an all-action guy. He could do anything you asked him to do. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll play Kovacic in a deeper role. Um, not That's not to say Rodri's role, because uh, Rodri will still be there. But maybe they'll have um, Bernardo as more of a free uh, attacker this season than he's been in the past. Um, not he can't sure. get away. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad... Um, you know, happy for Riyad Mahrez to get his silverware. Um, and also, I think uh, it's good that he will, I think, mostly be remembered in popular soccer media as a Leicester player rather than a City player. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. I think he had his best season with Leicester. Yeah. If Individually. I'm any indication, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I think we'll move on from that team, and we will break into the personals here. I'll start it off with Liverpool FC. Let's get personal. Uh, all right. So, yeah, uh, Liverpool dropped a lot of the team that made it what it was. Uh, I'm talking about Fabinho. I'm talking about Jordan Henderson. I'm talking about Nabi Keita, James Milner, and Fabio Carvalho has gone to RB Leipzig on loan. Uh, Calvin Ramsey and on loan. And then um, Alex Oxley-Chamberlain is uh, currently, I think, a free agent, as and Arthur Melo has <laughs> uh, concluded his Liverpool stay and gone back to Juve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, I want, uh, more than anything, to take a moment for Bobby Firmino. Jacob just lowered his head. He's looking down at the ground. Yeah, because the silence is going to be cut, but... Okay. It means more. Well, respectfully, I I would rather you didn't cut it because Bobby have, Firmino. You, you have no, I have no control over that. <laughs> it's all the way at the top, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's the director. Big it's, silence. It's, this it's the producer of the show. It's my hands so uh, Liverpool gutted pretty much all of their midfield depth uh, this off season. Um, in in some senses, not intentionally. Uh, some kind of came out of the blue here with Jordan Henderson and Fabinho leaving. Um, obviously some, some drama there with people going against what they publicly decried as their moral backbone, but we we won't get into it. Uh, and we kind of tried to fill it in with, uh, some, I think, I think younger, but, but 
good talent. Uh, we've got most, I think, flash uh, with Dominic Sabaslai, a uh, Hungarian midfielder slash attacker. We paid a buttload for him, so I hope he performs. Uh, he's sick, dude. I love watching him. Yeah, he's, so he's very cool, he's so good. and he's very versatile. So I He was think- a teammate with Nkunku, you know. <laughs> oh really rubbed off on them, oh yeah. interesting i didn't know that yeah that's crazy <laughs> oh in germany yeah oh uh yeah so dominic Slobosly was uh courted and has not is now dating it's official their boyfriend girlfriend now uh <laughs> with liverpool <laughs> in <And> a relationship <laughs> facebook, you muted facebook yourself <laughs> ah. um but i think arguably more importantly alexis McAllister has been signed uh, I think while Dominic Subasley obviously will probably get a bit more headlines with his flashy moves, Alexis McAllister will bring a bit more consistency to the midfield as a, uh, I think a more consistent player than a lot of our other guys that were here. I'm talking to you, Nabucada, talking to you, uh, old Fabinho. Not your fault. You were running to the ground. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I'm, I'm glad with these uh, signings. Now, obviously, there is an issue with defensive midfielders here that we just haven't addressed. Romeo Lavia, we've been we've been doing a will they, won't they for a while with Southampton, and I think as of tonight, in recording on Wednesday, August 9th, that uh, Chelsea has submitted a bid for Romeo Lavia that totals what Southampton's asking for them. So that's on us for being dumb, I think. And uh, so I think what this will entail is a last-minute signing at the end of the window that ultimately will screw us a bit financially, so can't wait for that to happen. Um, in terms of the preseason, uh, Liverpool has played... They've played okay. Um, I think there is a lot of decisions that Klopp has to make regarding our front line now that we've got a few... Um, I guess new established players to slot in with. Obviously, Mohamed Salah takes precedence. He's the best player on the team uh, offensively, uh, but we've also got Diego Jota, Luis Diaz, and Darwin Nunez, the god. Um, and then with uh, Cody Gakpo slotting into midfield or offense, depending on what you want. So the, we're maintaining the 4-3-3, but obviously I think Alexander-Arnold is slotting into that six role at the back so what Liverpool have to figure out is how do we how do we work this defensively? Trent's playing the six? Yeah. Back. Sorry. Eight. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He's got two sixes in his number, so it's just right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he he's 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 staying back, being the playmaker, but what the real question is is uh, how we handle transitions. So that'll be that'll be the big question. I would have liked to sign a center back, but you know you can only do so much with FSG. Um, I think that's it, really. I expect us to finish. I'll be happy with a fourth or fifth place finish. I think Liverpool could score like 120 goals this year. I appreciate your optimism, but I think they might concede like 85 goals. This year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's still that's still that's still good in the books. Yeah. Uh, Seven to six. It was a close yeah, game. Yeah, I think that we might see like a ton of high-scoring matches at Liverpool, which um, is going to be fun, but also probably hard for Jacob sometimes. I, Most times. But, every game day will be bad game day. Yeah, so we play Chelsea as part of the opening salvo, and I expect that to be a goalless draw. <laughs> that always is. That always is the most boring <laughs> so, match. Actually, there's, the one, there's one half of Chelsea-Liverpool 
two seasons ago. Yeah, 45 minutes of uh, six that games was thus far. Yeah. yeah, I think it's been six draws so far. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so, a horrible so fixture. And, and we're watching it again. Yeah. <laughs> we're we doing were, it again. We're watching it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that'll finish a draw, which is fine. I'm not expecting anything from that. But what I do want Liverpool to stop doing is conceding goals in the transition. We that's become a severe weakness of ours, and it's going to be an obvious one that teams will try to exploit. So, obviously, what can you do? Trent's role is changing. That's understandable. He's an incredible player, and what FSG needed to do was sign a dedicated right back, and they haven't. So, um, they signed two midfielders. Yeah. Trent's been inverting a bit. Yeah, well, that's the, the fashion with the inverting fullbacks. Yeah, so uh, is then he going to like take into the space that Shubhajlai vacates when he goes forward? Or how is that going to work? No, I think Shubhajlai is too, uh, he's, he's too advanced of a player too. He's, I don't think they're going to occupy the same space. I think it's, yeah. it's going to be him between him and McAllister trying to tandemize that. So it's going to And then Shubhajlai is going to be up with the attackers. Shubhub, yeah. So like, I think most teams are going into this box midfield approach yeah, where yeah. one of the fullbacks is going forward and then they're dealing with the other three midfielders. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, I think they call the NFL a copycat league, but the Premier League's like the same way. The NBA is a copycat league. It's yeah. they all cheat. So they all cheat off each it's other. really just like cheat on each other. Pep Guardiola doing his homework and the other teams <laughs> looking at it. Yeah, but I mean, like I think that that uh, that kind of trivializes what Klopp does. Uh, so I think that what all all Klopp needs to do is to figure out how to get these guys to click. Because I think what, what Liverpool offer now is a lot more versatility on where to put guys, and we've drastically reduced our age, which is fantastic. Um, I love James Milner, but we can't keep subbing him on. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Would you say that you're uh, going to be an AMC gold member this year? You're going to punch you your drunk? AMC card. <laughs> Why do you sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> AMC? Yeah. Alexis yeah. McAllister? Yeah. I think it goes by AMA because it's McAllister. I always, I, I just, I, I always think of like um, what they used to call like uh, the GI. Hey, Mac, have you signed up yet? Uh, so uh, let me, let me get you nailed down here. Yeah. Um, of the, of the, the bag of attacking talents that you have, Gakpo, Nunez, Diaz, Salah, et cetera. Who's who's starting? Who's the preferred, I guess, front three? Salah. Uh-huh. Um, Salah and Diaz. Salah. On the left. Yep. Okay. And then, depending on who we're facing, I think it's going to be Jota or Nunez. I, I forgot about Jota. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, Jota. Uh, Gakpo is, in, 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 in a perfect world, he's an attacking midfielder. Okay. Because he can, like, switch up with, as a striker. So... It's going to be Jota because Jota's got this weird thing where he can teleport seven feet into the air and mm-hmm. score a header. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, even though he's not tall. And Nunez is just a speed demon. Yeah. He just what what what's weird is that um, he operates on a quantum level, so there is a statistical uncertainty in the distribution of his shots because the balls that he hits are both waves and particles. Mm, the particle wave duality. Yes. Do you think he could play six? S- six? Yeah. Darwin Nunez. Yeah. Um, I don't think Klopp is going to do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
but I love the the thought of of Darwin Nunes staying back. You know what? Not all visionaries were appreciated <laughs> in their lifetimes. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on, Maddie. Uh, yeah, super exciting times at Leicester City. Hey, you like Leicester City. Hey, I do. <laughs> A lot of players left, including James Madison, Harvey Barnes, George Hurst, Tillman, Soyenchu, Amarte, Perez, Johnny Evans, Mendy, Bertrand, uh, Bertrand, and Tete have all gone to places. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them for no money. So, yay. Uh, oh, eight of them. Tealman's went to Aston Villa on free. We acquired three of the bigger players that I'm going to name. Harry Winks, 27 from Tottenham. Hey, thank you for the wink. Connor Cody, 30 uh, years old from the Wolves. And Mads Ermanson from uh, Broadby IF, a goalkeeper, which we desperate, desperately needed. I watched a game today and I will say it's probably the best I've ever seen them play. How does the defensive line look? Vout Foss started uh, and they looked good. Um, their passing is what really kind of caught me off guard. Their ability to pass the right press was something I haven't seen them be able to do in a very long time. How do they look different under the new manager? How's he changing how they're uh, deploying there, the guys, the boys? Well, uh, they, they've lost a lot of like the people that have been on the team for a really long time. So I think they're kind of coming at it as like an entirely new like mentality. They are quick on their feet. There's no like the, the balls down the line aren't really a thing. They're not trying to send Harvey Barnes. They're not trying to send James Madison. They're not trying to send Jamie Vardy. I mean, Ian Atra scored a back heel goal today. That's cool. It was really nice. It, they, they look really good. Um, they won their first game. Uh, Dewsbury hall got a brace in their first game in the championship. So we're all really happy for them. Um, First place, second place, and playoffs. First place. All right. Uh, have you done any reading on the championship th uh, this season? And no. where do the... Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been trying to no get my head into the Premier League yeah. for this podcast. Just curious if you read anything to see like what the... Uh, the 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 journos are saying about the championship Not yet. race this year. Not yet. All right. Well, we'll check back in with our championship correspondent, Mandy Gaylor, next week, uh, where we see that lies uh, Blair, Arsenal, and we see this time, uh -huh. and we want to get it before the bottom of the hour. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Arsenal um, finished second last year, which was fun and horrible all at the same time. Um, and they went out this summer and said, let's go for it. And they've spent all the money. So I don't know where it's coming from exactly, but they keep finding it in the couch, I guess. They bought Declan Rice for 105 million pounds, folks. I never thought I'd see the day. Um, that was very exciting. I was very excited about that. They bought Kai Havertz uh, for 65 million pounds to ostensibly replace Granite Shaka. And uh, brought in Yuri Timber. And just today, David Raya uh, on loan for a year with an obligation, I believe. So 
Yeah, interesting move there. Uh, some some fascinating things happening. I think this has been a summer of sort of shoring up holes in the squad. I think we peter off when guys like uh, Zinchenko can't stay healthy for the entire season, when Thomas Party dips in form because he can't play at the same level for more than seemingly 25 to 30 games a season. Um, and so I think we've bought some sort of, uh, I guess, uh, fallback plans, if you will, um, in that regard. But I also, I think they're enabling a bit of tactical flexibility. Kaivertz has been used as a uh, front man, I guess, for uh, Chelsea for most of his time there, but he's played kind of all over the place. Uh, I think everyone kind of thinks of him now as an attacking midfielder for Arsenal. He's kind of filling in um, in that left eight space. But I'm really curious to see how that ends up working out because I don't know. I, I didn't watch him much at Leverkusen. Um, I think he has a skill set for it, but it's just going to be different. Uh, Granit Xhaka also was just at Arsenal for so long. It's kind of weird not seeing him around, but um, he is off to bigger and better things at Leverkusen. Um, so, yeah, I think this has been just kind of a summer of shoring up the team, and the boys look pretty good, I guess. So um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot uh, different in Arsenal's plan A, I think we're going to continue to invert a fullback like we've been doing. Um, I think you'll either see a midfield three of Havertz, Party, and Odegaard to start the season, or in bigger matches, probably Rice, Party, and Odegaard. Um, and yeah, I think Gabriel Jesus has been injured, so it's kind of a question of who's going to start for us at the center forward position for the first few matches, but he will be there. Uh, when healthy, so Martinelli, Saka, and Jay-Z's up front will be typical, I would expect. Um, I think, really, though, the change to Arsenal is going to be like in the plan B. Um, I think a little bit of, if uh, a match was escaping us, our plan was to sort of just throw attackers on the field and hope they can do something. Um, and now I think we have options to change uh, profiles of players, um, get bigger bodies in different uh, positions on the pitch um, when required. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how Arteta puts it all together because one thing about Arsenal is we had like the most consistent starting 11 for uh, last season and it by like quite some margin. Um, I think also we were consistently like one of the, one of the latest or the latest club to make our first um, substitute in a match uh, last season. And so I expect to see that change this season. Um, and I also think that's an area of growth for Mikel. I think he needs to find ways to trust more than his first 11 or 12 guys. So um, that's really what I'm looking out for. And then with this goalkeeper business, Aaron Ramsdale thinks it's been fine. Um, his distribution has been kind of waning. I think his shot stopping has been average um maybe but uh generally i haven't had a problem with him um but he hasn't looked phenomenal in the preseason and i think arteta um and edu the sporting director looked at this potential opportunity with david raya um and also with the sale of matt turner to uh, nottingham forest it seems like he might be their number one by the way folks uh usa is number one man pretty cool uh i think they said yeah we're gonna get some competition for this guy um, I like the way the deal is structured because it's a three million down, uh, three million pound loan payment, 
and then uh, a 27 million pound obligation if we do end up uh, meeting certain clauses, I guess. Or no, it's an option. Sorry, it's an option. Fabrizio's reporting was wrong. Uh, it's an option to buy. So I think it's an interesting move, a bit of a punt, but uh, yeah, I guess introducing some competition. I guess we'll see how that works out. That's Arsenal. That was a very comprehensive. Thank you. Uh, you I'm, uh, you're missing one topic that I'm interested in, and that is the question mark uh What's going on with Balogun? Oh, yeah, Flo Balogun. So he's definitely going to go. Uh, I think the question is to who. Inter Milan were quite interested, but they can't apparently meet the fee that Arsenal is demanding, which I think is somewhere around $50 million. I don't think we're going to get that, but that seems to be the asking price. Um, a couple of other French clubs are interested. Lens, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly, and Monaco um, are both interested, I think, Monaco has put in maybe the most substantial offer so far. I think we they had a 40 million euro offer rejected recently, but apparently are coming back. Um, and then there was another club that seemed, oh, West Ham, I think are also expressing interest kind of late in the window. So um, I think there's a bit of a market there for Balogun. It's just a question of who he goes to for how much and when. Got it. And lastly, um, this loan signing of David Raya. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of, I think, signals to the squad, like, hey, you're good, but I don't think your position's safe. Yeah. We're trying to win a title, Yeah, if anything, right? Um, I'm looking at a infographic here that is detailing Mikel Arteta's spending while at Arsenal. Uh-huh. And my goodness, it is a big bill. It's substantial. <laughs> this summer of 2023 is the most expensive at a total, uh, if the David Rea deal is completed and you guys do purchase him after the loan at 238 million it's a lot of money pounds yeah 657.7 million pounds spent in total under arteta's tenure yeah it's quite a bit quite a bit uh does this necessitate a first place finish uh no i don't think so you don't think so no do you I think f- that's pretty probably in, in that spending's probably in line with most of the top 4 clubs Okay. Or maybe slightly less even. I think if you look at our spending over like the last decade, we'd be like like fifth or something. Our Arsenal fans concentrated uh emotionally on the league or on the Champions League. Um, I don't know if I could actually put Where, it. where are you? I think I I've not had the experience of Champions League, so I think I put more emphasis personally on the Premier League because that's always been what I've been most interested in um as an Arsenal fan to date, but I'm very excited for Champions League football. So it's we'll magical. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Especially but when you get destroyed <laughs> by Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, destroyed by Real Madrid or, or Bayern Munich or yeah. Twice so. in the final. <laughs> yeah. So um we'll see. But yeah. Well, I think personally that I think I think Arsenal you know have a shot here and I I don't appreciate your pessimism uh about about Arsenal and your um company man attitude towards Man City oh yeah yeah yeah. I think we could do it (laughs) I have a second in my table like I feel confident Uh, about that I think I feel confident that we'll be like solidly like top four i think looking at the squads around us there's too much volatility in the others uh, even well that's but. point yeah oh well you'll get you'll get a table from us after the first episode 
post match day one. But other than that, guys, I think that wraps up uh, our coverage. This was a longer episode for sure. Yo, can we go through what uh, matches we're watching so that the folks at home can uh, know what we're going to oh, be talking about? You know what? About? That is a good move. Thank you. Yeah, so, uh, and you can just hear us talk about, this is like literally how we decide how we watch our matches. I don't think Man City Burnley is going to be a whole lot of fun um, from like a narrative standpoint. I'm just throwing us out there. 10 a.m. Saturday morning, Huddersfield Leicester. (laughs) 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 So I think Sunday has the obvious candidates here, Brentford, Tottenham, and Chelsea Liverpool. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in both of those. Okay, cool. And then for Saturday, August 12th, um, obviously uh, there are some candidates here. Um, Brighton, people like Brighton uh, <laughs> and Luton. Uh, I like Luton. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. What do you guys think about this? I think we got to choose one. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Brighton, Luton sounds fun. It does really coincide with a Huddersfield Leicester championship <laughs> round two games. We'll put that on the screen next to it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's do Brighton Luton. I, I, I do like to watch the uh, promoted clubs early to get a feel. I for think them. Luton's going to come out so winging. Okay. I you love think they're going to be Brentford two years ago? So, for the folks watching at home, um, yeah. your schedule for this week is Brighton Luton <laughs> at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Newcastle Aston Villa. At I assume at twelve thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, and then Brentford, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool on Sunday at nine a.m. and eleven thirty a.m. respectively. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want a little bonus kernel, I'm probably going to watch Burnley Man City because I don't have to work Friday. So what? Summer Fridays. Summer Fridays. Right. And I then wish. um, I, I will be. I think. Oh, just kidding. That's at five a.m. Holy cow! I was going to tune in for Jonas Musa and Christian Pulisic at AC Milan, but that's at five a.m. Five a.m. Hey, we we've done a five a.m. game. Yeah, it was fun. We did it. I was just. I did a five a.m. game. We both. We all three of us did a five a.m. game. That was Argentina Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I was sad about the other one though. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Sad. Anyway, that's all from us. Uh, we're excited. It was an exciting offseason, and we're looking forward to the 2023-2024 Premier League season. Dude, it's so good to be back. Join our FPL League for sure. It's the Plastics Podcast League. It's on our Instagram. Don't forget to join up. If you win, you get a scarf a from scarf. the club of your choice. We'll also, read your name on the podcast if you're in the top five. My name is Caro Human or Are You Dancer? I don't know if anybody got that or if it's creative, but there it is. Um, also, shout out to Dan. You know who you are. <laughs> uh, uh, let us know if you like our new intro music because I really like it. Maddie made it. So, okay. yeah, it's, it's quite good. Uh, welcome back to the chaos. Welcome back to the constant evolving soap opera that is European soccer. 23 24. Let's go. Let's go. See you next week, folks. Cheers. Cheers.